Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Kyle of the BBO Show. It is Wednesday. Just bringing up my co-host, Harminda. There we go. Good morning. All good? All right. Yeah, we're good. Just adjusting the camera. Now, let's... Ooh, your mic's a bit hot for me. It's really hot. What does that mean? It's, uh, it's a bit of, not feedback, but it's clipping. You can turn your mic on. To gain. Okay, what is that? Yeah, gain, about? gain. A bit better. Yep, perfect. All right, nice. That was some, that was some audio slang. The mic is too hot. Okay, cool. All right, now I know what that means. I'm going to use that on, on my other co-host of another show. So uh, let's dive straight into it today. We are talking about Tribe. And Tribe, as you know, we've discussed Monday and Tuesday, fits into the baton marketing system, fits in approximately around the middle. But what's important is it comes after the concept of having your business nailed down, your idea and the marketplace verified. The concept of attracting an audience and starting to tell people about you, your business in a general way. That's another way to think about it. And now in the tribe, we're really narrowing down those people who are going to purchase your product. You're going to have a stronger trusting relationship with. They have opted in, by the way, to say, hey, I want to hear what you have to say. That's where we're focusing this week. And then later we can move them on to the offer and then scale the business in the network um, end point of the baton marketing system. And then depending on where you are, what kind of business you have, your product line, etc., we can loop all the way back around and go through the baton marketing system again. So it's very, very powerful. Now that's what we're talking about. That's the foundation. That's the principle of what we're talking about. But we are now discussing tribe in detail. And if you followed along this week, we've discussed what is tribe, what's the best definition of a tribe, why it's important for your business, the benefits of it. And yesterday we spoke about three core concepts and ideas that are very much help define everything that you're going to be doing going forward within tribe. Now, one of those ideas was the fact that you have an idea that people will be uh, coming to you. People will be forming around you. Your tribe will be forming around you based on an idea. So that's the first thing we discussed. Then the next thing we discussed, pulling it up is the fact that the tribe are going to be, um, they're going to be, again, forming around you, trying to think of another phrase outside forming around you, but connecting with you around the fact that you are a leader around a particular idea, product, topic, solution, especially in business, we're talking about problems and solutions here. So one is leader. And we spoke about leadership styles yesterday, which is really cool also. And then the final one is community. Now, community means you're not necessarily just talking to somebody directly, but there's now a community forming around this particular idea. And when we talk about idea, we're anchoring it back to business. Now the business, and what, what do we mean by that? We mean by you have a solution to somebody's problem. Now that would have given you a problem statement and you have to go all the way back to the business week and we, we defined it really well in the business week and then enhanced it even further in the audience week. But now we're in the tribe week. Everything is anchored and focused around this problem statement. So if somebody comes to you, they know exactly what they're getting. And the end of yesterday, we very much finished on talking about where the tribe is going to live, where that community lives and actually engages with each other. And one of our suggestions was a Facebook group. Now, 
that ties in nicely to what we're talking about today, where we're going to be walking you through how to set up your very own Facebook group so that your community have a place to live with, people have a place to interact with you. So that's the focus of today. And it's going to be one of those days where it's actually a step-by-step tutorial. So we're going to spend a lot of time screen sharing and actually walking you through the Facebook interface and talking about certain features and why we're selecting certain features. So you'll be good to go. Literally, if you follow along, you could set up your Facebook group as we are talking it through with you. So that's yesterday. That's a bit about today. So Carl, over to you. What's the, what's the basis of, you know, Facebook group and why we're actually selecting a Facebook group? I know we suggested it yesterday, but now it's a really good time to add, add additional description. Sure. I think it's worthwhile talking about why we're going to use a Facebook group because we did give you the basic reason yesterday. Um, but I understand for a lot of people, they'll be thinking, well, what's a Facebook business got a Facebook group got to do with my business. So it's worth us justifying that decision before we jump into the Facebook group interface. Um, just a word of warning, this will be quite a visual episode. So if you are listening on the podcast, it's going to be well worth jumping on the video feed. Um, if you can't do that for whatever reason, it's still going to be um, useful because we're going to be discussing as we go through um, how best to set up a group. So optimal, come join in the video, uh, jump over now. That's going to be a lot easier for you. If you can't, it's still going to be uh, helpful, just not quite as helpful. So uh, why a Facebook group? We talked about a few options for where your tribe can live yesterday. And remember that the tribe is going to be formed up around some ideas and beliefs and um, also a leader. That's going to be you and also a community, a community which is not just you broadcasting to people, but where people, um, the members of the tribe can communicate with one another. This is where our choice of where we host our tribe is going to be so important because we need to give people a platform that allows them to talk to one another. So we did talk very briefly about email newsletters being a form of tribe because people have to opt in. They have to say, hey, I'm interested in receiving your emails. So there is an opt-in process. There is a leader. There is an idea. There's a community in the sense that people join your list. Um, so they've opted into this community, but there's no community in the sense that they can talk to one another. Um, and then we have on the flip side, chat apps like slack um or maybe twitter it's not really chat but twitter is very much a real-time high-speed text-based uh, communication platform these are options for hosting a tribe which require like constant communication um, so one side email newsletter it's very limited communication from just you to your tribe members the other side you have something like slack a chat app or twitter which is everybody talking at once and it's, it's, it's almost too overwhelming. A happy medium, falling somewhere in the middle, um, is a group, specifically a Facebook group, but a group in general. The reason we're talking about a group is that you can either broadcast, so that is you going into the group and delivering a message and then stepping back, much like you would with email marketing, or you can engage in a more uh, interactive chat-like fashion. You can go in there and actually have discussions back and forth with the people in the tribe. So it's a happy medium between email newsletter and uh, real-time chat, which is why we always recommend groups. 
Hmm, absolutely. And if some people may be thinking, because uh, the idea of a Slack group or something like that, maybe, and there's another one called Discord, maybe a bit alien to people. And mm-hmm. they may be wondering, do people form tribes around there? Absolutely. But when we're thinking about these groups or ways to talk to your tribe, it's very much an expectation gets set based on what the platform is about. So emails, people know that it's going to be a one-way conversation. Um, something like Slack, something like Twitter, there's an expectation for a very immediate response because it's a conversation. So if you are having a conversation with somebody, it feels really weird to leave them hanging. It's like walking away from a coffee table mid-conversation. So think of it like that. Whereas a Facebook group, there's never an expectation or even the Facebook platform there's a there's no live chat feature, so there's not really an expectation to be um, commenting in somebody's post or group instantly. It just happens organically over time. So that allows us this hybrid um, where we can either broadcast or we can either chat. So what's what's the let's talk about those two components. One is broadcasting, mm-hmm. and then one is chat. So broadcasting in a group is think of it as like I said, setting the expectation in how you are received. So one is you can come in occasionally if you want. You can come in on a schedule. And when you come in, what can you do? You can write a post. You can post an article. Remember, an article is not an instant item. Sometimes it can take weeks to write, put together a thought article. Um, some You could repost an article that you've read and enjoyed. Again, that's not an instant experience. That's something you've read, processed, enjoyed, and said, this will be great for my tribe to see. You can upload a video, you can do a live video. So this is the broadcasting mechanism. This is saying, I have something to say and I broadcast it to you. Now, what's powerful about the Facebook group is we can also tap into the the chat style feature. Although it's not like a messaging app, it can still be used in that way. So there is a messaging app. Sorry. We use the messaging app in particular. So real-time chat, we'll be using that in offer later so when we actually come to the sale we can actually again leverage an additional feature of facebook um, which is live messaging um, and things like chatbots we're not going to talk about that today for the group in particular we're not recommending live messaging because it's too um it's too time intensive and it's a hard way to speak to thousands of people at the same time it's very inefficient very inefficient and what, what that means is you can even with a group of people chat up a chat app set up a chat app just like whatsapp so you can have a group going on which is a chat app but that would fall into the slack the whatsapp the twitter the discord in that kind of spectrum yesterday we spoke about a spectrum of of interaction that's very much that side of the extreme but what we can do is something like we said a hybrid in between is we can make ourselves more present. And this is now setting an expectation with our group. So how can we do this? Well, we can actively answer questions, either on a schedule, but we can do it more frequently. So we, rather than step in once a month, uh, sorry, once a month or once a week, we can very much be there on a daily basis. And many hosts of groups do this. We can set up polls. So now these are just features. We can set up polls, which are questions, and people have voting rights on the answer of those. We can do lives with the tribe members but lives, not in terms of a one-way broadcast, but lives in the sense that somebody can now comment, ask you questions live, and then you can respond live as if you're sitting there together. So you can be there. You can be more flexible with the way you're interacting with people. Now it's your choice. You could use both mechanism, broadcast, and let's call it chat or making yourself more present. You can use both. 
But remember, when you set an expectation on either side, that's something you have to then continue unless you can change that expectation. So just be conscious. And the way to best answer this is based on your leadership style, which we spoke about in the last couple of days. So that will help define which one you default to first. And I guess, you know, the more interactivity is always better, but it has to suit you, your business and your lifestyle as well. So that's important. So that's the first thing. What's the next thing we need to consider, Carl? So we've talked about why groups are good, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're using a Facebook group. Groups exist on lots of different platforms. The big one is obviously LinkedIn. Um, so why are we suggesting you use, that you use Facebook? Um, so quite simply, Facebook is the largest social media platform, um, at least in the West, not in China, but in the West, in the English speaking world, Facebook is the largest. And because of that, it's going to be a lot easier to get people into your tribe. If you host your tribe on a more obscure platform, maybe something that's up and coming or it's, it's very cool, the technology is really good and you get excited about it, but then you're forcing your tribe members to set up an account in order to join your tribe, you're adding friction. You're adding additional hoops that they need to jump through in order to join your tribe and it's going to be harder to get them into your tribe. Whereas with Facebook, nearly everybody has a Facebook account already. Um, as mentioned just now, LinkedIn is going to be the second contender here. LinkedIn groups are a very solid choice for B2B and also professionals like uh, accountants and engineers, for example. The best thing here um, is to check if there are already communities like this on LinkedIn and to see if there's a space for you, um, if you can niche down and create um, your own community amongst these other communities. If there are no groups for your uh, particular niche or what you want to create, I wouldn't necessarily see that as a good sign. I'd see that as a sign that there may not be demand um, for your particular tribe on LinkedIn. Maybe the people you need in your tribe just don't hang out on LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is very industry specific. Some industries are really into it. Others are not. They're just not there. Um, on LinkedIn, I would say, yeah, it's a great second choice or it's a great first choice. Sorry, if you are B2B or professional but it's going to depend if they are there or not. So for that one in particular, I would recommend coming to our tribe, which is our Slack group. And there are details below. Um, it's free to join. You just give an email address and you download Slack. Um, we do not get the email address, but we'll be able to talk to you there about whether we think there's space for your particular tribe on LinkedIn or not. Um, we've done quite a lot of work there, so we should be able to help you navigate that landscape. Mm, fantastic. So that's an alternative. If you feel your gut feel says, actually, I'm, I may be a part of a LinkedIn group or something like that, then if you're swaying towards it, 100% have a conversation with us. And then we can say, actually, Facebook's not for you. You should go and pursue LinkedIn. But for 95% of people listening to this, let's work through Facebook. Remember, most of the employees of companies are not only on LinkedIn, they are also on Facebook. So it does become very B2B specific, but let's assume 95% of people will be using the Facebook platform. So in a, as a bonus for the Facebook platform, it comes with some incredibly cool features. Um, and they just continue to stack these features. They test it. They are readily used. They got a whole, actually a whole heap of features that make this infrastructure so easy to use. And if you was to go and try set these features up yourself, it becomes very expensive. You have to pay a developer. The developer's got a lot of work to do. You're either building something from scratch or you're plugging into a system which 
has already replicated Facebook, but it's really expensive to get access to. Now, rather than talk about these features in the abstract and say, like I've said, yeah, there's a great poll feature or something like that. Let's actually dive in and walk you through actually setting up your Facebook group. And we mentioned some of these features along the way. Now, we won't be going very granular because the purpose here is firstly to help you set up your Facebook group. So what you're going to see on the screen is us walking you through the setup of a Facebook group and Carl will be doing that. You'll hear his voice in the background and you'll see me in the video, maybe pointing and, and adding a few points to where Kyle is going with this. So mm -hmm. on that note, let's start with the basics, which is where do we actually find the creating group feature? Because it can be tucked away a little bit. And I'm just going to mention one thing, Carl, whilst we're, well, before we do that, which is, one of the questions we get is when we create a group, should it be through our personal name or our Facebook page? Now, I'm not sure what Carl's thoughts on this are, but you're a business. And remember, the business will run through not your personal account, but your Facebook page. So the suggestion would be you create your group through your Facebook page. Now, many moons ago, this wasn't a feature, but now you certain Facebook pages can actually go ahead and create a group themselves. So the group is created by a Facebook page. So that's just an important note because I do get that question quite a bit. Now over to you, Carl, to find how to create the group. So on that point, um, we can actually link a page to the group afterwards um, and make the page an admin. This is going into the weeds a bit, but there's a difference between a profile that is your personal profile, like you as a person, your page that will be your company's public facing page and a group we're talking about groups today um, and that group can connect to your profile or to your page and as Hans has just said connect it to your business your business page rather than you as a person and just another note because it's really useful whilst we're going through this actually is is remember your personal profile could have the name Harminder Tor of course that's my name you wouldn't have that name and your Facebook page, if you are running down the personal brand route, you could also have Haminda Tor. It's just a go. Facebook business page. So we there you've got Carl's in there. And yeah. this is my page, Carl Barn was live, but that's not my profile. That is not my personal profile. But yeah, let's not get into that right now. But that's um, yeah. personal branding, basically. You can create a page for your person. Um, so, you know, you don't have all your friends and your family uh, connected to that page. That page is an outward facing business entity. It just happens to use your name. Mm, absolutely. But the message I wanted to get across for them, Carl, was it can have your name because sometimes people automatically default to, okay, if it's a Facebook page, then I need a logo, I need a company name and so on and so forth. But, but we've discussed that guys in Tuesday and partly on Monday. How do you determine whether it's a personal versus a, whether versus a corporate brand? So check in on Tuesday to um, understand that element. Okay, so uh, first thing is, how do you create a group? Now, the Facebook interface is always changing, very annoyingly. I see now there is a create button up here, which I imagine, yep, we can create a group directly from here. Um, so Facebook has added that. I'm not sure if that was always there. It probably was, maybe. But um, you can also access it from the left here. Can you see there is a groups in my explore bar? Um, and then finally, if you are on your page, you can also create a group directly from your page. So there are multiple ways to get here. Um, I'm going to use the one here on the left groups. 
And when I open this up, it's actually going to show me the groups I'm part of or suggested. This profile does not have any groups at the moment. Um, so instead, I'm going to click here on the left. It says create group. Ta-da. Can you see that pop up? Yes, can see that's great. Perfect. So I've got a little icon here, which is create new group. Um, what we need to do here, let's get that notice. No, no, it's okay. Um, we need to give our group a name. Oh my God, what do we name our group? Yeah. So yeah, this is going to be the first thing. Lots of people will get to the point and they're like, oh, I, I don't know the name. And they'll, they'll back out of it. Like, don't sweat it. You can change the group name later. Yeah. Um, in general, is you want it to be connected, obviously, to your personal or uh, corporate brand because you need to be findable. People are going to be searching for this group um, and we need to make sure that we can be discovered. So think about the idea that your tribe is focused on, um, which I, what, what should we use? Um, I was going to suggest we use barefoot running. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm a barefoot runner. So that, that suits me. So what we're, what we're giving you is some naming advice. Um, of course it's your personal choice, but let's, let's work with that Carl in terms of helping them think about what's the right name for their group. Um, so again, don't worry, you can change this later, yeah. but we want to give you some basic advice now. So I'd put in barefoot running. That's going to be like the idea, but I can't just have, I can't just be called barefoot running group because how are they going to identify it is my brand. It's my, uh, connected to my company. So we'd probably have our company name, um, or our personal brand name in this group title as well. So just as a very basic idea, we'd have our brand name plus barefoot running group for example so yeah it, it could be barefoot running with kyle barmer or Haminda tours barefoot running group or something like that uh, okay. yeah tours barefoot running group for example this is if we're using Haminda tour as the uh the personal brand behind mm. our business you would mm. be using your company's name or the personal brand name here so what we've done here is we have something that identifies it as being connected to our company and we have something that connects it to the basic idea. Um, if we have just one of these, then we aren't going to get found as easily. So we want a very descriptive name, which is our company or our brand's name, plus what this group does. Um, so this is a very simple formula you can use for naming your group. Um, obviously, you can get a lot more creative with this, um, but that's not what we need to do right now. I'm just going to call it this for now. And again, we can change it later as we need to. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think of a bigger example is uh, yoga with Adrian. And I know we spoke uh, spoke about her and used her as a case study in previous weeks, but it's not just yoga group. It's actually yoga with Adrian. Adrian is, is, a, is her brand, so they easily can associate yoga with Adrian. And I'm not sure what her group is called, but it'd be something similar. So that's that's the naming part. Um, so you are, So you can get found. That's the important thing. That's yeah. the number one thing. This part, so Barefoot Running Group makes you discoverable. People who do not necessarily know you will be able to find you on Facebook because of this. And then Harminder Tours um, makes it identifiable. So they'll know, okay, no, it's this is the correct group. This is one I need to be joining. Um, so mm -hmm. we need both elements. Okay, so, um, and then add some people up to you. You do not need to do that right now. What we should do though, is we are going to set our privacy to private. And we are going to have to discuss why that is now. So select privacy, private, and then I'm going to create. And let's talk about privacy, though. 
Yeah, so why are so there was two select two choices there. When you're creating your group, you can either select a public group or a private group. Now, a public group means anybody can join. Um, that's essentially it. And the private group with a with the whole padlock on it means there's a barrier to entry. It means it's private. It doesn't mean it's secret. That's the third option. You can actually have a secret group on Facebook, but we're not discussing that. The options really available are, um, do we have it public or private? Now with this padlock, it means, like I said, there's a barrier to entry. So when it comes to uh, somebody coming to your group, it means that they have to almost open Sesame to get into your group. They have to uh, fulfill a set of tasks to get into your group. Now we're going to cover that in a moment, but the reason we want it private is because we don't want any Tom, Dick and Harry coming into the group who's completely unrelated because that comes with a risk. Instead, we want to have people who like us, know us, trust us in our audience to start opting in. Now, I mentioned risks. Kyle, what are the big risks associated with letting anybody into our group who may not be aligned with our tribe's vision, goal, idea, leadership, etc.? Sure, there's going to be two big risks here. The first is going to be spam. Uh, public groups get a lot of bots and they get a lot of spam um, because they are open. Anybody can join, which means a lot of fake accounts will join you and just spam you with promotional messages uh, and maybe even worse things. It's uh, open groups get ruined very, very quickly because of this, unless you are extremely vigilant about kicking out bots and kicking out spammers. Um, but even then it's not worth the the kind of trouble. Um, so that's one huge reason. The second one is not related to uh, spammers per se, but it's related to actual people who join your group. Um, you need to make sure they are in line with the well, the rules, the regulations, and the general vibe of your tribe. Um, private groups have a set of rules when you join, and we're going to show you how to set this up in a moment. And these allow you to set the tone and also kind of preempt troublemakers and self-promoters. You can say to people coming in uh, when they join a private group, hey, this is what the group is for. Um, these are the rules. Uh, and if you break these rules, then you know we can kick you out. Whereas with an open group, it's free for um, anyone can do anything. So it's a really so, so as an example, so so here's an example is okay, so we've set up Hamindator's Tours Barefoot Running Group. Now, if it was public, one of the dangers we have is look, our idea here, our leadership pull is barefoot running. That's the focus. Ideally, we'd get a lot more specific and niche, of course. You know, it could be barefoot marathon running or barefoot 5k running, whatever it is. And you should know that by now, having gone through the business week. So what happens when we as public, somebody sees barefoot running and they come in and say, barefoot running is crazy. Barefoot running is going to destroy your knees. Barefoot running is not recommended by the medical society or whatever the hell they got to say. Or barefoot running is, is I don't know, a scam or, or it's dangerous. Now, they are... About it. Yeah, they, you know, they, they're in there to cause trouble. They're in there to disagree. And look, we're not... We don't, we're not bothered with people having a proper discussion in the group, but these people are not aligned with the idea of the tribe. Remember the description, the idea, the leadership values of the tribe, and also they're not aligned with the community. We want a positive vibe community. Everybody's striving to get hit that 5K 
when they're in their barefoot shoes or barefoot running, as an example. Um, so another way to think about it online is we don't want our group full of trolls or people trying to tear us down. That's not the purpose. So having these, having it private mitigates against that. Um, so that's important. Important to realize as well, this is not just for us as the leader. This is for the tribe as well. This is for all the people in this group. We're making it a safe, secure space where people of a uh, who have similar ideas and similar interests can chat about those interests without the distractions of, you know, cranks and idiots. Uh, yes. So what does that mean on a actual practical level? Now that we made it private, what does that mean for our audience people who are opting in to then become a part of our tribe? What does that mean for them? Well, very simply, it means they have to apply to get in. Let's assume they found Hamindah Tours Barefoot Running Group and how they find it, you know, is intentional as well. They find that group and they have to click apply, join group. Um, then they are presented with a couple of uh, a couple of things they have to answer. And we're going to talk about that in a moment in order for them to get in. So there's a boundary. Think of it as a doorbell. And then us, the hosts, look through the, the eye hole. I'm sure there's a proper name for that, the eye hole the window hole on the door. What is it called? Oh, goodness. Okay, so we look for the peephole and we say, yeah, this person has uh, looks like they are the right people for the tribe. Great, let's open the door. So there's a door, there's a barrier to entry, there's a gate, however you want to describe it. But it means they have to apply to get in. We look at the criteria of part of the application and then they are in. And then they'll have a great time because we put this layer of protection in. So hopefully that makes sense on why we create it private and hopefully should allow you to make that decision really quickly now, whether you should go public or private. Yeah, awesome. So the next big choice, um, you can see we have a blank canvas here. There's nothing really here. But before we dive in and start to design the group, start to um, choose what the layout is, we want to make sure we have set the group type to the correct, um, the correct format, the correct type. And there's a few we can choose. Now, Facebook hide this away a little bit. Um, you're gonna have to get used to looking for most of the options here in the more menu. So uh, just below the main image will be the more menu. Uh, and in more, there is a button called edit group settings. This is where most of the powerful tools for editing uh, your group are hidden away. Um, so this is the page we have group name. See, we can change the name. Um, so we weren't lying about that. You can definitely do that. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit though. Group type, that's what we're going to talk about now. Then we have more general things like description, location, tags. We're going to go through all of this. You can link your page, customize your web address, uh, privacy, we've already covered. Um, and then things like what sections we want on the page and then membership approvals, membership requests, automatic uh, membership approvals, et cetera, et cetera. These are all kind of security options. We are going to talk about these uh, one at a time so that you have a good grounding in what all of this stuff does and you're very familiar with um, Facebook's, uh, the Facebook group settings. What I want to show you now though, is this group type. So by default, we are given a general group, which makes sense. That's uh, the most obvious one, but let's have a look at the other ones. Can you see that pop up on your screen? Yep, can see that. I'm glad that's working. So we have uh, a few different types. They used to have a lot more. I think they used to have 18 types of groups, um, but they have consolidated it down to a few. So we have general, we have buy and sell, we have gaming, we have social learning, we have jobs, and we have 
work the work one's interesting you can set up a uh, a private group just for people in your organization we're not using that i just thought that was an interesting uh, one that i haven't seen before so what we need to decide between is general which is grow and manage your group with the standard set of group features or there's a really cool one here called social learning and people do not really know about this one um we're going to recommend social learning and i'm going to set it up as social learning and show you why now um because we're going to show why this is really powerful for your tribe so social learning the description here is organize posts into a unit or series of units that members can see okay so i'm going to go ahead and do that Mm, fantastic because we're, we're going to talk about that in a moment but as you can see there's many different options there but we're we're getting really specific around why we are selecting social learning out of all those choices now if another one of those choices is closer to what you're doing that's fine but we understand for the purpose of setting up valuable information for your tribe as part of your business we want to focus on social learning and setting up a social learning group. The short answer for why, and we're going to get into this in a moment, is if you followed along at all in the BBO show, you know that we give value first. In the way in which we give value is by solving our audiences, our tribes' problem, our potential customers' problems. And the best way to do that is to have a focus on education, have a focus on educating our community, our tribe first, knowing that that will provide truckloads of value for them. So education, as we know, we've discussed, is a core component of the audience section of the Baton marketing system. This allows this creation of people liking us, knowing us, trusting us to then opt in and join our tribe. Now, what does that mean when they join our tribe? It does not mean we switch off this educational value. It means we actually ramp it up and we can we want to focus on uh, providing that educational value in a structured, organized way. So it allows us to focus on education first, but I won't say anything more. We'll talk a bit more deeper as we get into this. So what we're going to do now is walk through setting up a social learning unit for Barefoot Running. And that's going to involve creating a topic and getting a couple of lessons up to show you the feature. So this part of this may be descriptive, part of this may be actually walkthrough. So Carl, how do you want to handle this? And then we can sort of add layers to this concept of social learning as we go through this. Sure. Um, I think the most important thing to know about social learning is that we can use this to organize the information on our tribe page. We're going to be suggesting you do it with educational content, um, but it could be something more general. This is very different to how information is normally presented on a group page, which is basically what is the newest or what is the most uh, the content with the most engagement at this very point in time, which means that everything is very in the moment. We want to give a little more structure so that when new people join the tribe, um, we can kind of get them embedded. We can get them uh, into the tribe. We can get them started. Um, so we think the social learning unit is really really cool because we can use it to offer some structured information um, and get people started in our tribe we're going to suggest initially that we use it specifically for a getting started course um, and we did talk about education in great depth um, in the audience week we've also talked about how to create a course um, I sp we spent a whole week doing that 
Um, we are not talking about a massive, massive uh, <laughs> 10 hour course here. Yeah. We are talking about a short kind of getting started masterclass um, in order to provide massive value right off the bat, as well as introduce people to the tribe, get them started, get them, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Orientated, get mm. them orientated to how we do things in the tribe. Does not need to be long. I'm only calling it a course because there are a series of steps. It's like lesson one, lesson two, lesson three, but we're talking about literally a handful of maybe two minute videos, two or three minutes, um, any longer than that. And people are not going to watch these videos. If you say, okay, here are three one hour long videos you need to watch to get started. Most people joining the tribe will think, I'm not going to do that. Absolutely. And it's, and think of it as like, I like that word orientation. It's a discovery. It's an entry point. And if you anchor back to another mechanism, mechanism is it's also a big piece of value upfront in an organized structured way, which is what we're going to be using social learning units for. So think of, think of them in the, in the audience, they're just getting this content. it, It floats about, they may see a post, they may not see a post. They may see an advertising post, but there's no structure to that content. There's no, uh, here's step one, step two, step three, two or three minute videos to get you started a big punch of value up front. Now that's not available to them in the audience, but when they opt into the tribe and join our group, they're going to be really pleasantly surprised that the curve of value and education that you provide increases the closer they get to you. And that's going to be really cool for them as an experience and as a trust building exercise. So we're going to really leverage social learning units to do that. And that's why we've selected this type of group. Yeah. Okay. And in the nitty gritty, let me just show you what social learning units look like. This is an empty page of, sorry, an empty group at the moment. So you can't really see how powerful these are, but on the left-hand side, we have the units um, navigation element. And then when I click on units, we come into this page. So it just says at the moment, your group has social learning units. You can now create an agenda or curriculum, put posts in your own order, track the completion of posts and help people learn new things. Okay, cool. The big one here is you can put posts in your own order. You get to order that content. So I'm just going to very quickly create a unit and we're going to call it uh, Harms's Linda's Introduction to barefoot running uh, this is what's called is that if you're watching this and you're watching this live i don't have a genuine barefoot running you know uh, business anything like that so if you go and join this group there's going to be nobody in it i'm not going to be in it so just a, just as a warning uh in case you are naturally interested in barefoot running i am but not enough to start a business and a group around it so just in case you thought this is a, re- a legit group this is all for an exercise and uh, hopefully Carl will delete it after. Otherwise, I'm going to have 100 or 200 people uh, messaging me saying, Harms, have you got any barefoot running advice? Yeah, I, I mean, unless there's enough of you, and then we'll set up a business quickly. <laughs> yes, that is the flip side. Um, so here we go. This is now a unit. This is the introduction. Within this unit, we can now add posts in a certain order. So I might put uh, this lesson one. Um, lesson one, I can either add the text here Um, in like a normal post, um, or I can add a file. Maybe there's a PDF of my lesson one, or I can add a video that's using add media. I can also create quizzes if I want to, uh, kind of structure the learning in a more traditional educational style and what else, and I can create events. 
Um, but the whole purpose here is that, okay, let's see, here's lesson one. And remember, Carl's putting lesson one, this is lesson one, as an illustrative example, but this will become bespoke to your niche. So if that's barefoot running, it could be uh, barefoot running starter video. I mean, that's that's no different yeah. to lesson one, but, it, but make it closer and, and aligned with your tribe. So you don't have to t- write... You don't have to copy this verbatim in terms of lesson one. So it could be barefoot running uh, part one uh, yeah. or barefoot running. Watch this first, watch this second, watch this third, like make it exciting, make it cool. And this is where we spoke about the start of the week. Your creativity can flourish here. You just talk to the tribe how you normally would. Absolutely. It's just that we now have the ability to structure the information. So I've changed this to watch this first, getting started in barefoot running. This might be a PDF. It might be a video. It might be. Well, it could be anything we want, really. And then I would continue to add um, more and more content into this particular unit. And this becomes my kind of introduction unit. And you can see we have unit one here. Um, we can have as many units as we want. Uh, so you can put in multiple courses here. We're recommending right now you just do one, which is just going to be this introduction. Um, so it's going to be three or four videos orientating people to the tribe and getting them settled in, um, maybe telling them what the tribe's about, uh, what they can expect from the tribe. You can do all of that through the social learning units instead of, you know, just hoping that they pick it up from interacting with the tribe. Instead, it's a very structured orientation. Mm. Carl, talking about peepholes and door, doors and gateways, somebody's knocking on my door. I'll be back in one second. We seem to do every single uh every single lesson that we do when you when you've got a baby coming for listeners at home there's a new parcel every day and it's driving me nuts (laughs) um so one thing you can use this for this is a really good example so we do live videos obviously Uh, we do a lot of live videos Uh, if live videos are just posted into a group um then they will just be posted chronologically they are not necessarily going to be in an order that's useful for a new tribe member, a new person entering your tribe. Instead, what we can do is, yes, we can post these live videos, but then we can go back into our group and we can categorize them. We can start to split them into different units. Um, We can start to organize information so that, again, when somebody arrives um, in our group, they have a nice, easy onboarding ramp and they're able to um, consume the content we want them to consume earlier. We cannot do this if we just have a general group. General groups are much more about discussion rather than about um, being able to provide people information. There will still be discussion. Uh, It's just you are saying, okay, first of all, here is this educational information that we think will be useful for you. Um, This is what the tribe's about. These are the things that we're going to be doing. Uh, Here's some additional value. And then on top of that, there will be the discussion. People will be discussing around those particular um, educational elements you're providing. Okay, so we're going to be talking about this in a lot more detail on Friday when we're talking about how we go about actually putting content into the group. And then obviously an important part of that will be how we then organize that just by setting up a social learning before um, before you start publishing you're going to find it a lot easier to organize all that information later. Um, So that's why we are suggesting it right now. Okay, so I think we should move on to group membership approvals. Mm, That's a good shout. We alluded to this when we set the group up as a private group. Um, 
but we need to have a quick look at the mechanism that we use to make sure the right people are getting into our group. So I'm going to go back to our edit group setting. Now remember that is in more edit group settings and that's where all the powerful uh, the powerful tools are. And when we when we are talking about all of these items such as social learning units, group membership approval, private groups, you can take these principles over to any platform you want. So yes, we're talking about creating a Facebook group today, but you could have a LinkedIn group, you could have a Slack group, you could have a WhatsApp channel. You can take these principles and learnings. They may not all have the features that you need to implement all of these, but you could take the learning, i.e. I want to have a mechanism where somebody can go through a course in a structured way as a big thank you for joining the tribe. Here's a big uh, piece of value up front. These three videos are going to get you started with Barefoot Running, as an example. The idea of applying and creating this level of validation before somebody joins in order to make sure that they're the right people so that they are also joining the right tribe. If they're not, then, then this may not be the tribe for them. So all of the principles that we're talking about today can be used across any platform but Facebook has all of these features built in, as you can see. So it makes it a very uh, exciting proposition or exciting place to actually go ahead and build your community and group. So mm. sorry, Carl, just a little sidetrack there. You know, I mean, LinkedIn has some of these, but it's not quite as powerful. And if you custom build your group, then sure, you can add these kind of things in. Uh, LinkedIn at least has membership requests, uh, but they're not quite as detailed as Facebook's. So. We're here again in group settings. If you come to the bottom, you'll see a whole bunch of very confusingly titled uh, fields. We have membership pre-approvals, membership requests, automatic member approvals, membership requests from pages. Like these are all, they all sound very similar. The one we are interested in is uh, membership requests. So it says, learn more about people who want to join the group by asking them some questions you can ask up to three questions but only the admin and moderators will be able to see the answers okay pretty cool i'm going to go ahead and click on ask questions and you're going to see the uh, the interface here so as you can see there are two types of uh questions here there are uh membership questions so this is the three questions we can ask them um, which us, uh, that we as the admins, we get to see the answers to. So we can use this to find out more about our tribe members. And we also have group rules. So creating group rules to ask pending members to agree to them. Let's look at the, uh, the rules first because they're a bit simpler. The rules are for the safety of your group. Remember we talked about we want to make sure spammers and uh, self-promoters do not turn up. We can make people agree to a set of rules when they are first coming into the group. Um, Facebook gives us a bunch that it suggests we start with. So we have be kind and courteous, no hate speech or bullying, no promotion or spam, and respect everyone's privacy. These are pretty good ones. Um, I don't know, do you normally add others when you're creating groups? Um, so I, when, when I've created groups, I. I genuinely couldn't think of anything else to add because mm. those were really solid. Um, so I just switched all of those on. I selected all four of those because they really cover all the human aspects. Another yeah. way to think about rules is think about it as a code of conduct, i.e. when you join this group, the code of conduct you sign up to and accept is one, two, three, four. You know, and it's simple as be kind and courteous. 
um, don't be horrible, uh, no hate speech or bullying. So, you know, another another rule could be, um, you know, we're going to, uh, you promise to stay focused on the topic at hand, what this tribe's idea is. You can be really specific here, which is the, uh, I promise to keep the conversation around barefoot running. Like that's another rule you could add if you wanted to. But these four are really solid to get going. Now, just another note on rules. What's really powerful about setting them like this and even getting specific with them is if someone breaks a rule as the owner of the group or the admin of the group, as you'll be described, you can flag them up or you can remove their post and let them know which rule they broke and which rule they broke. It's just literally a tick box based on did they break rule one, two, three, and four. And they will be told about the rule that they broke so that it better educates them for the next time they want to misbehave. So um, it's very, very powerful to set them up. So, so certainly don't skip this step because it's a really automated and systemized way in which you can feed back to your group if they are breaking the rules. Yep. And it will point out to them, hey, you said, yes, I'm okay with these. I, you agreed to these rules when you signed up. And it will point to the rule, the exact rule, like, hey, um, we said no promotions. You've kind of broken that rule. And then it's up to you as the admin to decide you know, how many how many strikes against them before you, you kick them out of the group. Um, it also means, okay, the rules are not going to stop people from being jerks, uh, but at least you can remove them quickly without them having the course because you can say look you agreed to the rules you still did it um maybe i, I highlighted this to you once a time once or twice and you still continue to do it so yeah i'm sorry you're out of the group um it just makes it a lot easier you don't want to have you know personal drama you want this to be nice and simple the rules to be nice and clear so that if you do need to remove somebody who is self-promoting for example it's just going to be a lot easier to do so mm, absolutely so that's solid. Now, what's the next thing? We mentioned about questions. So members' questions. Let's loop back to that because that's, I agree, the group rules are certainly simpler to set up. Uh, there's a little toggle there, actually, Kyle, on the rules. It says include your group rules and ask pending members. So that's it. You want to switch that on, which means when somebody comes to your group and they say, I want to join Harminda Tours Barefoot Running Group, they have to actually go and physically accept this. Think of it as a T's and C's uh, policy. When you're signing up to something, I don't know, you're getting Apple phone, you've got to sign up to T's and C's. They have to physically acknowledge this. <laughs> What's that? Definitely read that every time, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I read all those 70 pages. Absolutely yeah. bizarre. This but is a lot easier. It's four rules. Yeah, our rules is going to be four sentences. They can see those rules. They know if they're breaking those rules. Um, mm. Make them say, yep, these are cool before they enter the group. And again, this is for the protection of our tribe members. We want to make this a good space for them to hang out in. Absolutely. Now, looping back to members, membership questions. So what is cool about this, Carl? Because it is a really cool feature. So this is more for us. Um, it allows us to learn more about the people entering our group. So I've got a B2B example here, just because uh, we can use barefoot running. Let's use barefoot running. So you can ask up to, I believe it's three, three questions. Yep. As people enter. So we can ask things like, uh, how many years have you been barefoot running? How many years have you been barefoot running? So this, why would we ask this? I'm typing, there we go. 
um, and then we can set this as multiple choice or checkbox or even a written essay answer. I'm going to have it as multiple choice and then add options like less than one year, uh, yeah, one to three years, more than three years or whatever. There we go, three plus years. Why, why would we bother asking this is um, my question. So we want to know as much as possible about the people entering our tribe. Now, this is important for a couple of reasons. One, remember, we are using the tribe to get to the offer stage. The more we know about the people in our tribe, the easier it is going to be to get onto that offer stage to start to make sales. If I know that 80% um, of the people in my tribe have been barefoot running for less than one year, what type of product will I create? Well, I'm not going to create products for advanced barefoot runners. I'm going to create getting started, beginners, and early products like your first year barefoot running, um, a book which uh, I can then sell to 80% of my tribe members. This gives us that information. Absolutely. So think of this as aiding the sales process later on. It's about questioning and understanding our tribe in more detail so that we can better serve them. Because if we don't know much about them, again, we're just guessing. But these questions allow a little bit of a, a Q&A session in advance so that we can better serve them. Better serve them means provide them value, which is aligned to them so that we don't waste their time, we don't waste their attention, and we and, and we keep a promise that we're going to continue to provide them value, which is orientated around what they want to hear. Remember, they've got this far. They are joining our group because they trust what we have to say. So the closer we can get that aligned to the problem statement, remember it anchors back to that, is is better suited to them and us. They're going to respect us way more for it by prov providing them content that they need and want and have asked for. So if, for example, 80% of your people say, uh, we've been running for three plus years, you may not want to give them a beginner's video. You may want to go in advance quite early. So that's just an idea of the counter side to that. So that's that. hopefully that helps uh, and it is a powerful tool. That's a really good point. It's not just for you to make sales. Yes, you're a business. Um, yes, that's where we're going eventually. But this also allows you to add more value um, and to better serve that community, which, remember, following the baton uh, framework, allows you to make sales further down the line in the offer stage. So yeah, membership questions, very powerful here. Um, just this is a personal recommendation. I would recommend keeping the multiple choice um, just from the groups that I have set up and run. As soon as you do a written answer, people find that a bit burdensome and they'll tend to just write yes or <laughs> as, as little as possible to get in. Whereas with multiple choice, you can actually define, okay, this is what I want to know here are some options and it makes it a lot easier for people to answer it honestly and for you therefore to get better information. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the group rules and membership questions. This is very much the, the door that they got to open, answer a few questions, accept the group, group rules, and then we can welcome them in. Remember, even if they submit this, you still have to approve based on the information they've given. So if you really want to be strict, you could say anybody who's experienced, you could use your questions and say anybody, I don't recommend this, but anybody who's really experienced, that this is not the right tribe for them. We're looking for beginners or we're looking for advanced people. So hopefully that helps make that decision about who to let into your tribe a lot easier because you've got this filter process. You've got this validation process. So that's that. Now let's move on to something else, which is 
just as powerful, just as useful, which means, which is page description and tags and other things which fall within this category. Why is this massively important? It allows you to be discovered because not everybody's going to be able to know that my group is called Haminda Tours Barefoot Running Group. Nobody wakes up one day and says, I want to join that group, Haminda Tours Barefoot Running Group. I wonder if that exists. That just doesn't happen. So what we need to do online is to make ourselves discoverable. Now, Carl, how can we make ourselves discoverable to people searching around our topic, I guess? Sure. So again, this is going to be in the more and the edit group settings. It's going to all be in this group settings page. First up, we have a description. And second, we have tags. These are the two elements that we are going to be using to make sure our group is discoverable. Um, first thing, the description here, you want to use as much, uh, or you want to make this as long as possible. The more words you have, um, the more key phrases and keywords you can include. We won't go into massive detail on this here. Um, when did we talk about that? Probably when we're talking about Kindle eBooks. Um, but basically the more information here, the more mentions of barefoot running and different types of shoes and different techniques, the more this is going to be discoverable to the people who need to find your group. Um, what do you put here? I recommend you focus on the idea. Now we talked about the idea for your tribe on Tuesday. Uh, did you write a manifesto? Put it in here. That's really useful information. Why did you set up this group? Put it in here. What is the problem statement and what is the solution? How are you going to be helping people with this tribe? Again, this all goes in the description. Um, that's That will help you get started with the description. Just um, get as much information about why you're running this tribe as possible. Um, if you want, go and look at other groups, see what their descriptions are, especially large, large, big, huge groups, um, and they'll be good for, um, for best practices. We're not going to go into a huge amount of detail here because it's going to depend on, you know, your particular group and your particular style. What I did want to talk about more are the tags. Um, so the tags is written here. Tags help people find groups they might be interested in joining. You can change these at any time. So tags will link our group directly to people's searches in the Facebook search bar. Uh, so for example, if somebody is searching barefoot running, we want to make sure our page, um, sorry, our group shows up for that particular uh, search term. And tags is one way, as well as the description, that we can make sure that happens. Now, very useful here is the fact that the tags are predictive. If I type barefoot, I automatically start to get um, pages and interests that might be related. Now, these are not about barefoot running by the looks of them. Barefoot scientist, barefoot investor. So I might need to do barefoot running like this. There we go, running barefoot. This is an interest. I'm not seeing any likes though. This is not a big interest. Um, so I'd need to play around with the terms. Is it barefoot? Barefoot, yes. How do you spell it? I'm not sure why I'm not finding big ones. Anyway, I'd have to look around for that. But let's say instead I use running for now. Um, banisters, running tracks. So this is going to be... Bare, so barefoot is, seems to be one word. B-A-R-E. B-A-R-E. Oh, tell you what, give me, give me one of the, the names of the shoes. What are they called? Uh, Vivo Barefoot. Vivo. There we go. Vivo, yeah. Is that them? Yeah, uh, the one... Yeah. I don't hmm. know. So I'd have to go and have a look around Facebook yeah. to, uh, to make sure I find the right one. 
So here we go, Vivo, for example, I don't know if this is the right Vivo, I'd have to do some research, but that Vivo has 25 million uh, people who are interested in it. So if somebody is looking for Vivo shoes, but, um, so Vivo, our brand who make barefoot shoes, they will uh, be suggested this group as something else they should check out. So for example, we could use brand names, we could use uh, related TV shows, books, magazines, um, any kind of media asset that's kind of large that is connected to our particular um, our particular interest. Uh, if there were any famous um, barefoot runners, like actual celebrities, I would also put them in here. I'm sure Tim Ferriss has probably talked about barefoot running. Um, so he, he might be someone that would put him. Yeah, uh, Joe Rogan would be one. Joe Rogan, big podcaster. He's He actually is a barefoot runner. So um, so maybe Joe Rogan. I mean, yeah. you can have up to five. You can change them at any time as well. Um, but the main thing is we have it's predictive, so it will give you um, it will give you suggestions and it will give you how many people like them as well. So uh, just play around in here based on your niche, and you should be able to find some interesting ones. I do not know why barefoot running by itself is not one. Um, so in this particular case, we would have to be a bit smarter and put in things like Vivo, potentially Joe Rogan. Um, what about running? Could running be one? Um, um, I did see marathon running before. There you go. Marathon running has 40,000 likes. Ultra running. Ultra I, running would be one. Yeah. Ultra runners typically wear bare feet shoes. So ultra running. There we go. I might go for ultra running magazine. There we go. That's a really nice example. Uh, or ultra running here, 87,000 people. I would just play around and try and get as many people as possible um connected to so i want these interests to be as large as possible as long as they are still relevant so i can't just put in like, i wouldn't just put in nike because yeah nike's huge it's 34 million uh, people like nike but they don't do barefoot shoes if anything they're kind of the antithesis of what i'm going for um so i'd want to use someone like vivo or what's the other big company called uh five fingers vibram vibram thank you vibram or, so I want, they, there we go, there we go, that's a good one. So Vibram Five Fingers has 370,000 um, people who like it. So that would be a really good tag for this particular group. Whereas something like Nike obviously is not, even though it's larger, it's the wrong people. Um, so we don't want them in our tribe. Okay, that's enough on tags. Basically come and play around with them. If you need some advice on the tags, um, again, jump into the Slack group and we should be able to advise. Absolutely. But the main key message here is we want to make our page, sorry, our group discoverable. We want to, for people to find it when they type into that Facebook search bar, just like we typed in certain tags and other things appeared. We want that level of discoverability and let's hit some big tags and get some large numbers um, looking at our page slash group. Okay, so yeah. I'm keep saying page, but it's a group. Okay, so that's tags, that's page description. The message there is discoverability. Now, the next thing is you'll see that the group looks quite bare. Like it doesn't look quite enticing, quite exciting. And we only have a couple of ways to personalize our page. And one of those ways is to add an image. So it says there, let's personalize your group by choosing a photo. So it's not like a website. It's not like a landing page we create where we can customize it. We are beholden to their template and their standard profile. But one thing we can do is update the photo. Why is that important? Because it's the first thing we see. So we want to make it good. We want to make it relevant. We want to make it exciting. Now, 
the question that often comes up is how do we then create an image? Number one, that is exciting, looks good, is in line. But then secondly, how do we get it to fit this strange dimension, which is known as a Facebook cover? So the dimensions will be based around this title known as a Facebook cover. So when you look at this photo here, it's a Facebook group cover. So if you're writing down the size of the image that I need, it will be whatever the latest sizes that Facebook have given. Yeah, they, do which, they do change it. They do tweak it slightly. They have minimum, maximum sizes. So we're not going to go into that. But the term is Facebook group cover. So yeah. the question is, how do we create it? How do we design that? And then how do we upload it? So the simplest way, and we've discussed this in past, is our go-to tool, which is completely free. Um, they do have paid premium versions, but our go-to tool is Canva. So you go to canva.com, and this is the design tool for everything. It's the design tool for non-designers. It's fantastic. So Carl's got it up there on the page, and there we go. So you can see that there's examples of Facebook group covers that we can use. So you can go ahead and use a template. You know, they have stock images. You can pull stock images in. You can make the title align with your personal brand. You may have a website. You want to make it all sync up. Colors, design, titles, images, all can be done via this fantastic tool called canva.com. So all you do is select a design. You do then design it. You then download it. And then you head back to Facebook group and simply upload the photo with that bright green button there. It says upload photo. You'd select it from your desktop and then you would upload it. One thing worth mentioning here is sometimes you have to go back and forth and tweak the size of the image. One, to make it mobile friendly and also make sure it appears on the website just as great. So website and mobile friendly. Sometimes you have to go back and forth with the dimensions. It does get a bit... Uh, a bit annoying at times to just nail it down. But once we're done using a tool like canva.com, we have a photo and we can leave it there for as long as it stays relevant. So that's how we get started with the image. And that is important because it's one of the only ways we can personalize our group. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully that makes your group more attractive when tribe members come in. So that's, that's that. That's nailed image of the group. What's the next thing we need to look at, Carl? So next thing, you guys can't actually see it on my screen, but right now my Facebook group URL is, I'm going to copy paste it, there it is, is this, can you see it now in the Yeah, I can see that, loads of numbers. Yeah, right now it's group slash 250751. So like it, it's not very useful. You can't tell somebody, hey, come check out my group at 25017. Like they'd have to either come through a direct link or they'd have to search for your group. Um, they're not going to sit down and type this out. Now, thankfully, we can actually change this. Um, and again, it's going to be in more edit group settings. And where is it? It is, there we go, web address. You can customize your group's contact information so that you can quickly share a link to your group. That's a really weird way of saying we can change the web address. Um, so we'd have facebook.com slash groups slash harms barefoot running, for example. Yeah. So I put that in. And it should say that's fine. Oh, okay, customize address. And I believe that is now done. Okay, that might take a bit of time to change, but that is now the new web address. Here we go. So facebook.com uh, slash group slash harms barefoot running instead of 
250 whatever it is. So you can set your web address. Now, one important thing here, once you hit 5,000 members in your group, you can no longer change this web address. It is locked for good. Um, obviously, when you're first starting out, this is not going to be a problem, but sh you should be aware of this. Hmm. The other Absolutely. Thing, you don't want to be changing your web address anyway. Um, I would recommend you choose one now and just stick to it. Yes, because it gets locked at 5,000, but also if you give somebody this web address to post on their social or to post on their website, and then you change that web address, there's a chance that that traffic is not going to make it to your group. That link is going to be broken. Um, and that's going to be annoying for everybody concerned. You're not going to get people in your tribe. The person who's posted that link looks like an idiot. The people who are trying to find your group cannot find it, et cetera, et cetera. So once you set this, I recommend highly that you just keep it as what it is. Absolutely. And a suggestion is to keep the the name as short as possible. It doesn't help for me because I've got a long name, Harminda. Barefoot Shoes is also super long. But one, keep it short. So it's a suggestion. Number two, try not to change it because this will be posted everywhere. This may be on your other social media. This may go on your website. This may be given to a friend to promote the group. It could go out in your email newsletter. So this looks a lot more professional and legit. There looks like there's some authority behind this URL versus a whole bunch of numbers, which just gives the illusion of an amateurish sort of Facebook group. So that's one of the important things to do it. It's handy to do it early because if you can nail this down and you can get your own unique URL, then nobody else can get it. That's the powerful thing about this. Think of this as a web address. This is a facebook.com forward slash your own web address. So the earlier you can get this locked down, the better, because as your group grows, naturally there's going to be people who want to have a similar name. It catches on, it becomes valuable. So just think about that when creating your web address. So that's important for a few reasons, as we've mentioned. So that's a web address. Now, after this point, Carl, is that it? Have we set up our Facebook group and can we now take it live? Well, it is theoretically live, but can we take it live in terms of getting people to it? Yeah. So all we've been working on today is making sure that the group is presentable, the basics are in place for us to start growing it so that we can now start to bring people into the tribe, um, into the group. So yeah, we've done all the basics. There will be changes going forward. Uh, we're going to be uploading content. We'll be you know, organizing that content. Um, but for now, think of this as you are ready. You're ready to fling the doors open um, to the tribe members. And that is what we're going to start talking about tomorrow in particular on Thursday. Uh, we're going to be looking at how we start to get people into the group, how we start to move them from our audience into our tribe. Absolutely. So just wrapping up today, we've covered using a Facebook group, why it's important, why it's powerful. We have given an honorary mention to LinkedIn, if that's specific to you, to determine which is exactly right for you. Come and join, and join me and Carl in the Slack group. Come have a conversation with us there. And then we will let you know whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn. The assumption is most people will be creating a Facebook group. The features are incredible, as we can see. We've spoken about how to set it up step by step, whilst giving you some context on each topic. So this may, this tutorial, if you're watching it via video or audio, may seem like it's a long piece, but we're talking about each feature in detail here, the features that are relevant for your business. 
And then finally, we made the group look nice, gave it the right name. And as, and by doing these things, the reason these are important is it, it very much gives your, you've put some thought into creating your Facebook group. Now, you have to change very little now for the next six months, a year, two years, however long, i.e. your URL, your group rules, the questions you ask people. There can be some evolution, but this foundation that we built here doesn't have to be changed. We can then focus on getting people in, which like Carl said, is what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. So come and join us tomorrow to learn about now the fact that we have this group, we open the doors, and how do we get tribes people in from our audience and move them over to our tribe and get them to opt in to this higher level, deeper conversation where we can connect even further via the broadcast method and showing up more often. It's up to us. It's up to you how you want to turn up to your tribe. So that's it from today. That's it from me and Kyle. Don't forget to subscribe. Click the notifications button. Remember, show notes are available on bbo.show. You just type that into your uh, URL box, bbo.show, and the show notes shall appear. Plus, you can even watch past shows there with some useful links, with some useful descriptions, and that shall get you going. Uh, apart from that, don't forget we've got the Slack Slack group that is in the description below. You can join us there. So for myself and Kyle, that's us signing off. We shall see you tomorrow when we talk about how to get people into your brand spanking new Facebook group.